I have a trivia question for y'all via Michael Co. Uh-oh. Yeah. Hit it. So let me make sure I say this right, because I was about to start talking without reading it, and that's probably not the <laughs> thing for me to do. All right, y'all ready? Mm-hmm. UNC alums have won six NBA MVPs. Five went to Michael Jordan. Who got the six? Hmm. It's not James Worthy, I don't think. Um, it's not James Worthy. Yeah, I didn't think it was him. I actually knew this one. Um, Is it no, not Bobby not. Jones? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's not Vince Carter. It's not Anton Jameson. No. Billy Cunningham? Mm-hmm. No, Bob McAdoo. Bob McAdoo. Bob McAdoo. I knew that. NBA Hall of Famer. Bob McAdoo. What coaching? Is he, is he on a coaching staff right now? I know he's up. Is there. he ever a coach? I, I thought I thought he was uh, like like a almost like a, t- a team counsel or an analyst for a team. Yeah, he was the Heat's assistant for the longest. Um, oh, I Aaron. I say the longest as if 2014 was recent. 2014 <laughs> is no longer recent. <laughs> I keep forgetting. I think Ryan is a senior this year. Junior, mm, junior, or senior? Junior or senior? He is in some form an upperclassman. Bob McAdoo averaged thirty-four and a half points. <laughs> oh, I think he's one of the most underrated Tar Heels of all time. I mean, I would say up there with like Walter and and such. Like, I think I don't know if it should be because of the air that they came from, but they absolutely dominated. I was going to say, I don't know if underrated is the right term as much as just not properly remembered. Yeah. Like, he, I don't think that people who remember him say he wasn't amazing. It's just that people don't remember him. Let me try to pull up the stats. But I, um, I've i heard like a lot of NBA circles refer to Walter Davis as like the best rookie of the year of all time in the NBA. So the draft was this week. It was After- held in the city of champions, too. A very eventful like afternoon leading up to the draft. Um, I forgot Carla and I were watching. I think we were watching Married at First Sight, and like as soon as we started watching it, the Aaron Rodgers news dropped um, that he is very unhappy in Green Bay right now. You could say he is not gruntled, disenchanted, very ungruntled right now. And it sounds like he wants to go to the Niners, the Raiders, and there is another West Coast team. The Broncos. The Broncos. I feel like right now the Broncos seem the most likely if he gets traded. Big, big if, if, if he gets traded. Hard Um, if. Very, very hard if. I mean, they just traded for Teddy. So, I mean, it kind of sucked for him. They would either move him again or he's immediately going to a backup spot. Yeah, I think him going to Las Vegas is a very bad idea. Yeah. I feel like Aaron Rodgers and John Gruden in the same room does not sound like it will be very peaceful. So I think I think the 49ers or the Broncos would be a good option now, especially if he goes to Denver, he's going to have a generational running back to throw passes to and to let run. So obviously. I'm glad Javante went. I'm I shouldn't be, but I'm slightly surprised he was the third running back taken. Did you I expect him to go before Najee or Travis? I thought he might have gone before um, ETN. Yeah. Okay, this sounds crazy, but when I was watching 
Najee Harris's highlight tape during the draft. He does not look fast at all. He looks slow. I would say he's like a Derrick Henry version too. That makes sense. Because I feel like they were talking about like his breakaway speed and he did not look fast in any clip that they showed at all. Well, part of Najee Harris's thing is that he definitely doesn't look fast. Um, but he does this thing where he gets when he gets into the open field, it seems like someone's going to catch him, but no one ever does. Yeah. Same thing with Derek. And that's why I say that because Derek, he like runs <laughs> like straight vertical when he runs. So it doesn't look like he's propelling, but he's just absolutely scooting down the field. He runs that's an eco mode. He runs an eco mode. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's because I'm used to seeing. Uh, Michael Carter and Javante Williams run, and in the words of Mac Brown, they're going. <laughs> That's a direct quote. Yes, um, it is. <laughs> I don't know if it was about was it about them or was it about Daz Newsome? I feel about like Daz. Daz. Yes. Yeah, but I'll make it about Javante and Michael. I mean, for the draft, you were talking about like just how exciting because we had the Aaron Roger news that started off, but the first round that first night was pretty intriguing as well. Had some yeah trades. Um, I would say probably the biggest one was Trey Lance going number three to the 49ers. That's scary. Oh, that's really scary with because Shanahan is such a good, so good at calling run plays. And Trey Lance is obviously the best runner of all the quarterbacks in this draft. It makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. It makes so much sense. And, um, It's funny, all the NFL people who are like, I mean, there's like no reason for um, there's no reason for the Niners to pick Mac Jones, but they keep saying they're going to pick Mac Jones and it doesn't make sense, but we don't have anything better to go off of. And then it was all a big smoke screen the whole time. It has to it had to be a smoke screen because like. It was like no hesitation. <laughs> like they're like Trey Lance. <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but I'm sure I, whether they started that rumor or not, they were just like, okay, sure. <laughs> they had to have. Well, they what's the point? What's the point of it though? If they have the third pick and you know who the first two picks are going to be, I just don't get it. I don't either. It seems unnecessarily complicated. <laughs> hey, I mean, I thought that was something. I mean, really, after. Well, Trey Lance kind of kicked it off, but I mean, I would say there was some some pretty intriguing picks throughout the rest of the first round. I would say, yeah, it was. I think very much open at that point. Something that really shocked me was Justin Fields falling down to eleven because wait, it was eleven, right? It was either eleven or twelve. Eleven, yeah, because I feel like for the first. All of his college career, he was the consensus number two quarterback. And it was just over the past month or two when people had time to ruminate over it that he went from the number two pick down to the number 11 pick. I also like that for no reason. I I like it for the Bears. I don't like it for Justin because uh, Matt Nagy. Sorry, franchise. So, but my thing is. With Mitch, they should have had him running more. And I hope that they don't try to force Justin Fields into being a running quarterback because he's black. <laughs> um, <laughs> because, like, it's, it's not that he's, like, an incapable runner. Like, he's a fine runner. He's a pretty good runner. But, like, 
Justin Fields pops because of his arm, not because of his legs. So, so I feel like they're going to try to force him to be something that he's not when they should have been running those plays with for uh, for Mitch this whole time. Because Mitch also showed at least an aptitude to be able to run. He just didn't. Yeah, like, and I think at one point he was like one of the most accurate and one of the highest rated um, quarterbacks on the on the move um, in some of his early seasons. Like, he should have been on those naked boots and he should have been like running a bunch of play action and getting out into open space for whatever reason. They just stopped calling that stuff for him. I mean, I, I, I think if, if Justin does really well, I mean, I think that's a good situation. I and mean, we will get to Daz in a second, but I mean, I think their wide receiver core is good. It will definitely show if Mitch was just not a good passer or if the wide receivers were just not great. But I mean, you still have like an Anthony Miller. Did Allen Robinson stay or did he go somewhere else? But he's also, oh, Allen Robinson plays for the Bears now. So he stayed, uh, but, he stayed with yeah. the Bears. Yeah, he got franchise tagged. Ah, uh, okay, okay, okay. So there's pieces there. Um, Devontae Smith fell all the way to t- what ten to the Eagles. Um, but I, I that the, again goes back to what, what it was said during the broadcast. It seems like it was the draft of reunions. Jamar Chase went to the Bengals to reunite with Joe Burrow. Devontae Smith went to the Eagles to reunite with Jalen Hurts. Um, and then with ETN, ETN went twenty five to the Jags to quote unquote reunite with uh, Justin Lawrence. Or Trevor Lawrence. So with Devontae Smith falling, I think a lot of ado was made about his size. Um, just because he's kind of small and a little wiry. Um, but I don't know if y'all watched him in college because he was throwing <laughs> uh SEC corners all over the field. Like he is weirdly strong for how skinny he is. And I don't think that's going to be a problem for him once he gets to the league. Plus he's just faster than everybody and quicker than everybody. Like his route running is incredible. If he's doing it at the sec level, not that the NFL is the same as sec, but like, you know, I, I don't, I don't understand where the worry comes from. If he was showing it in college, at the highest level, chances are he's probably going to do it in, in, the, in the NFL too. If he's good at getting open, he's going to get open. I don't know how else to, I don't know what else to say. You know? So should we get into our individual teams and how they did and what they did during this draft? Go for it. I guess that we can start with the Panthers since they had the, the first of all of our picks. Yeah. And they also, took approximately 53 they fielded a team with this draft uh 11 picks overall uh starting with jc horn now as mav said justin fields fell to the 11th pick so he was available at eight we could have taken justin fields at eight and I wanted them to take Justin Fields at eight. Would have You've got smart- your franchise quarterback and Sam Darnold. Well, here's the thing. If Sam Darnold's going to be our franchise quarterback, which, like I said, I'm not 100% out on. I don't think it's the worst thing that's ever happened. But if the plan all along was to have Sam Darnold as our franchise quarterback, take a tackle. 
take take Rashawn Slater. He was available. He went at 13 to the Chargers. I also don't think that my sarcasm came across very no, well. No, it, it came. It came. It I got you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of my... Took, I took it sincerely to make a point, but I got your sarcasm. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of my frustration. It was like, okay, well, if you don't believe... Sam Darnold is your franchise quarterback. You take Justin Fields. If you do believe he's your franchise quarterback, protect him with a good offensive lineman or an offensive tackle. And if you take Justin Fields, he's fast enough that if you don't have a tackle, at least he'll be able to run out the way. (laughs) So, like, like, we knew, like, the secondary was a problem. The defense was a problem as – obviously because of our like third down defense, like we were one of the worst in the league at third downs, couldn't get off the field. It was bad. You know, Dante Jackson is our, is our, is our CB one. And not that Dante Jackson isn't good, but not having, you know, I don't know if he's a, is a cornerback number one right now. And also he's hurt half the time he's out there, you know, so we've got Dante Jackson. We signed AJ Bouye from the Jaguars. Um, to kind of go alongside Dante Jackson. And now I I get it. Like I said, I get it, but I still think that a tackle, like getting, getting, getting Slater would have probably been a little better. And I think it's going to be even worse, honestly, if Sam Donald ends up not working out and turns into a Teddy Bridgewater where he's out after a year versus you could have had Justin Fields, you know, well, at that point, we uh, we trade up for Sam Howell is what happens there. True. But J.C. Horn, he is a very good corner. Uh, probably the, if not the most skilled, definitely the most athletic of the corners in the first round. So, I like, J.C. Horn himself, I think, is going to be a good NFL player. Like, they're talking about who he's had to defend in college he had to defend Devonte Smith, Jalen Waddle, Jamar Chase, um, Deami Brown, Daz Newsome. Like he guarded, he defended NFL receivers, Kyle Pitts, um, NFL pass catchers, week in, week out in the SEC. So he will be ready, um, and he's learned a lot in his years. Um, he's learned a lot in his years in South Carolina. Um, even though I feel like for a lot of Carolina fans, a lot of their lasting memories of J.C. Horn is the ball going through his hands in the South Carolina game. Um, but as far as that pick, I don't, I don't, it's, I wish it would have been a little bit flashier, but I, I get it. So we traded back out of the second round. Yes. Uh, we traded further back in the second round, but okay. we also picked up some picks on the way. And there. helped make a team make the greatest move in the draft. But we can get that to that later. <laughs> uh, we picked up Terrence Marshall Jr., who is uh, was really, really good for LSU. Awesome in the red zone. Um, I think the stat was that he didn't have a single drop in the red zone um, since – like maybe since 2020 or maybe 2019. I can't remember the official stat. Um, We did pick up a tackle in Brady Christensen in the third round from BYU. Don't know much about him. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, Tommy Tremble, who's a tight end in the third round, which I thought was a really good pick. Um, 
you know, I think Mav said it, it might've been before it was on, uh, before we were recording, but you know, he was, he's a blocking tight end who has decent hands who, which is, I think, you know, valuable. It's not going to be the next Greg Olson, but I think he can be a, a contributor from day one. Yeah. He could definitely be like a solid H back or a solid fullback too. I think. Yeah. Um, is it Chuba or Chuba? It's Chuba. Chuba okay, Hubbard. Chuba. I like Chuba Hubbard more. <laughs> such better. It's such a better name. Uh, but I'm a, I'm a call him what his mama called him. So Chuba, um, Chuba Hubbard, who is I don't know if he's a power back, but I know we need a power back. Um, he's because, a speedy boy. Uh, oh, so he's a speed guy. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, he can back up. We still needed running back depth anyway. So and he's I like him a lot. Uh, I liked him coming into the year um into this college football season and i mean oklahoma state was sneakily scarily a little good this year um as good as you can be in a mike under under mike gundy um they i think they punched above their weight class for a lot of this year but Mm -hmm. chuba hubbard did a lot to um to help them get to that spot so Mm -hmm. um Davion Nixon from Iowa, who is a uh, defensive tackle. Keith Taylor from Washington, who's a cornerback, kind of filling out that that secondary. Um, Deontay Brown, uh, who's a guard. Shy Smith, which I thought was going to be was kind of fun because I remember Shy Smith. Uh, I think someone posted his Instagram photo of him uh mossing somebody and send someone at number 14's little ass which is <laughs> hilarious um which i think is awesome uh and then uh long snapper thomas fletcher in the sixth round from alabama who had a awesome phone call from uh from um our our illustrious coach and owner um i don't know if you all saw that on on twitter uh, if not, I can send it to the group, but I thought it was pretty funny. Please do send that to the group, but I would like to point out that this is going to be a legit camp battle between him and J.J. Jansen, a, a legit long snapper battle. Um, J.J. Jansen can get cut with no money against the cap, and oh, what's this dude's name? Uh, Thomas Fletcher was perfect in four years um, at Alabama. No messed up snaps, so... Which, to J.J. Jameson's credit, there's only one snap that I can remember off the top of my head that he's messed up, but that was because a, um, the guard beside him, like, for whatever reason, stuck his leg between J.J. Jameson's legs, and it was a fumble. But that would be a camp battle. But for the most part, I mean, like, really did well in the later rounds. You know, I wasn't happy with the first pick, but I think that J.C. Horn will be a good – he will contribute. I, it's not, I don't think he's going to be a bust pick. Yeah. I just it wasn't my preference, but and he know, can contribute day one, correct? Which is what you want from your first round pick, right? So I, I think that you know I would give it a B plus. You know, it was solid. It wasn't amazing. I think that you know you filled need, you filled some team need, you fixed some stuff in the off season and free agency, you fixed some stuff in the draft, and you know, you pick up offensive weapons, you pick up some defensive secondary guys and you, your front line is looking good. And, you know, we could be, we could be a solid, we could be a solid team next year, depending on Sam Darnold. I don't think we're going to wow anybody, but we're going to make some improvement, I think. Yep. Who's next? Yes, I can go. 
We could say yeah. best for last. Sorry, yeah, go on. Sure, sure. Um, but uh, mine definitely, I guess, not quite as exciting, but I can go over. We, uh, we had the 22nd pick, so we had late first round. We went with Caleb Farley. Um, so we probably know that name more, a little bit more than others since he was in the ACC, played for Virginia Tech. He was actually the first major opt-out, I want to say, uh, for the college football season. I remember when he came out. Um, was a little, uh, definitely a, a high risk, I would say, kind of pick um, because he had like two different back procedures. I think he tore his ACL in his first two seasons at VT. So definitely had learned plenty of time. But when he was on the field, um, showed to be a really good man to man corner. Um, and so that was one of our big needs. Uh, the two big position needs that I had said to start the draft was cornerback and wide receiver because we had just lost so much production from both sides. We lose Malcolm Butler, Dory Jackson. Um, Kenny Vaccaro and everything. Then on the wide receiver side, we leave Corey Davis, we leave Johnu Smith. Um, and so we definitely, Adam Humphreys as well. So we definitely need to replace at those positions. I w- I'm just really worried about the injuries there. Um, I mean, there's definitely some potential, but I'm just so worried for a first round pick. Just we, we just because our last first round pick with Isaiah Wilson went so bad last year that he's already out of the league and he hasn't been drafted a year. Um, he's already out of the league. Um, I just wanted to be, do a safe pick. I really wanted Elijah Moore wide receiver out of Ole Miss. Um, but ultimately it seems like the staff wanted to address the defensive concerns um, more than the offensive concerns. So again, I think if it's thing, if he's on the field and if he's healthy, I think he, that could be one of the first round steals perhaps. Cause I want to say before all the injuries, he was probably would have been a, top 15 kind of pick um, second round. We got Dylan Radins uh, from North Dakota state. So he was blocking for Trey Lance seems to be a kind of has a, that grit to him, that nastiness of offensive linemen. So I think that fits the need. He'll probably be our right tackle. We released Dennis Kelly. I think he'll probably be his replacement Went Monty Rice in the third round inside linebacker out of Georgia uh, went, I think what I've seen, and draft analysts considered to be potentially our best value pick was in the late third round. We got Elijah Molden, cornerback out of Washington. Uh, it would probably be more of a slot kind of corner. So, again, that still fits a positional need. I'm a big fan of him. Yeah. So, it seems like it doesn't seem like he's a, like a elite athlete per se, but he just has good instinct overall and he can still get to the ball and, and create disruption. I think he had like five interceptions in the Pac-12 this season, so that's really good. Um, then we finally, and that was my biggest frustration, now finally to the fourth round, we decided to address our pass catching. We do get Des Fitzpatrick out of uh, Louisville. Um, I just thought we had – there were so many options before that that I possibly would have taken, like particularly like taking over like Monty Rice's spot uh, in the third round, potentially getting Diami or someone like that. But – um, and then they were talking about like Des had somewhat of a, a step back this season, like has had some off the field kind of issues. So that's great to hear <laughs> when you're drafting, when you're trying to fill a position of need and you get already hear about red flags or whatnot. Um, then I would say the probably the next best value pick from our analyst was Rashad Weaver, our outside linebacker from Pitt. Um, I think you, I think I was looking at stats pro football focus had him as the highest rated edge rusher in the ACC last year. So getting him in the fourth round, that again also fills something with uh, the passing attack. 
And then we finished out with Racy McMath and Brady Breeze. So we just had to, I think at that point, we were just picking like what sounded like the coolest name at that point. Got some two all league names out of those Racy McMath, wide receiver out of LSU, and Brady Breeze, safety out of Oregon. So I would give a B minus to be quite honest with ours, uh, just because I think there's, there's talent there, but I, th- I think there are some risks involved with those as well. If you're going all name, I wish you would have taken a Monra St. Brown, brother of oh, Equiminia St. Brown. Trust me, uh, Titans Twitter was just begging to take him. And then he goes like four picks for four hours. Well, I, that, we traded up, I think, to get uh, Des Fitzpatrick over Amon St. Ra or Amon Ra St. Brown. And that's Equinamius's brother, is it not? It is. Yeah. So I, trust me, I wanted him, and I, for some reason we we looked over that. Uh, I was. Their parents were on one. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, they got in their bag on those names. That that was my biggest frustration. I get it because we had the worst third down defense last year, and you tell we we literally kicked all of our cornerbacks to the curb for it. And uh, Mike Vrabel has said that. He truly believes it was a personnel issue and not his staff. It was a it was a lack of execution on the player side. So I think he's doubling down on that by completely refilling that side of the ball. So we'll see if that actually is truly the case. Uh, my biggest concern still was is that we always and will be a running offense, and that's what's going to win us games. Is just we're going to beat guys on the offensive side of the ball with Derrick Henry. But if you don't have weapons on the outside to make defenses play honest, they're just going to sell out on the run, and then you're going to be forced to pass, and that's not a good situation, I don't think, for a Titans. As good as Tannehill is, as good as someone like A.J. Brown is. So even if we have someone like A.J. Brown, you're just going to put – the defense are just going to put their best corner on him, shut him down, and that makes it worse. We need passing weapons on the other side, and we I don't think we filled that. So I'm hoping either we make a trade in the offseason. I think Julio Jones has been possibly – mentioned as a trade partner. Uh, I think there's other players as well that could be potential trade options. I think that's just the biggest thing is making legit weapons that Tannehill can take advantage of for teams that try to sell out too hard on the defense or on running. Yeah, I, I was, I it felt bad because again, it, it's hard to tell you, you know, it's really hard to really evaluate players until they're on the field and you see what they can actually do. Who knows? We could probably have as many as three or four starters come out of that crop just because of how many positions we lost. But I was, I just kind of let out a sigh with every single pick almost. Aaron, you ready? I hope y'all are ready. Cause I'm about to talk about the best draft in the history of any draft ever in Jesus. the history of drafts ever. <laughs> Uh, the Browns get an A plus 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 grade from me. In the first round, we took. <coughs> Sorry. In the first round, I we heard took... that there. I heard really big things about them coming out. I think they're going to be great. <laughs> Are you finished? Yes. In the first round, we took uh, Greg Newsom the second, who is a cornerback out of the out of Northwestern University. Um, I was very happy with that pick. He was one of the two guys that I wanted. I, my, the first guy who I wanted was Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, but if he wasn't available or if we didn't pick him, I wanted a defensive back and Newsom was one of the ones who 
I want it to fall to us. I feel like every single guy that got drafted this year in the first round, the people on ESPN said he was a top five talent if he either A, didn't sit out the 2020 season or B, went to a bigger name school. But I think that Greg Newsom, the second, was one of the people who they said that about. And I think that he gives much needed depth to our secondary. Um, in the second round, we made the best pick of the draft. We traded our second round pick and one of our two third round picks and got in return uh, the, the Panthers second round pick and a fourth round pick. So basically we gave up, uh, we swapped a third rounder for a fourth rounder to move up seven picks and got Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, who was uh, essentially a consensus top 20 talent who somehow fell to number 52. And I think that he is someone who's going to be instantly able to make an impact in the defense. He can play linebacker. He can play safety. He can play nickelback. And he's going to be a very valuable piece of the defense. He is one of the people who throughout the draft process was touted as the Lamar Jackson stopper, which our defense very desperately needed in a couple of instances last season. Um, We also took uh, Anthony Schwartz, who's a wide receiver out of Auburn. Um, I like that pick. He is very fast from what I've read, and that's the type of receiver we need. We just need a guy that can take the top off of defense defenses. We also got, an offensive tackle, James Hudson out of Cincinnati. Uh, depth for our offensive line, I think, is good because as we saw in the playoffs, our offensive line had some depth issues, even if we had random offensive guards come in off the street and play well in playoff games for us. Um, we got Tommy Togiai, who is a defensive tackle from the Ohio State University in the fourth round, and He was pretty universally touted as a day two talent and we got him on day three. So I'm happy about that um, because we lost one of our starting defensive tackles from last year, Sheldon Richardson. And so we're not in desperate need of a defensive tackle because we just have so much talent on the edge on both sides of our defensive line, but any depth that we could get is good. Um, We got another linebacker, Tony Fields out of West Virginia. I don't really know much about him. Or about the safety we got, Richard LeCount. I think that's how you say his name. I just want to know, how can you grade a draft as an A++++ if you haven't heard of the people that you are drafting? Because I didn't study the late rounds. I'm talking about (laughs) rounds one, two, three, four. A++++++. Uh, The others are just gravy on top. Um, Those are the pluses. The first part is the A. The last couple picks are the pluses. Yes. Um, Well, no, the A is Greg Newsom. The plus, 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 plus is Jeremiah Owusu-Koromawa. And then in the last round, we got a running back out of UCLA, Demetric Felton, who I don't think that he's going to be expected to contribute much. I mean, we have the best one-two running back punch in the league in Chunt. Um, and so I don't think there's going to be much expected out of anyone else on the running back front, barring an injury, knock on wood, but going into the season, our defense could have nine new starters and we could be improved at all nine of those positions from last year, which is just incredible to think about because the defense was the weak link on the team for much of the season. 
and our defense looks incredibly talented going into the 2021 season. In the words of Machine Gun Kelly, I'll see you when the Browns in the Super Bowl. Now, before we get to Carolina's guys, I had a little blip, so I don't know if we, y'all talked about it. Did y'all talk about Carolina drafting Blastoise? No, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that man is an absolute. What was his name? He's from Alabama. Oh, man. I just put it. Hold on. I just exited out of the draft thing. Hold on. It was um, Deontay Brown. There you go. Did not allow a single sack at Alabama. And my guy is a unit. All righty. Carolina guys, Matt, you talked about it, so go for it. Yeah. Um, again, we thought there was a chance Javante could have went day one, but they're, they're probably more likely day two, and that ended up being the case for Javante. It was 35 to the Broncos. And I believe they traded up for him, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they did trade up for him. And then uh, we had two more go on day two. I kind of, I think, kind of a little more shocking. I mean, it really just came down to what kind of fit better. But um, I was imagining potentially like Yami being the second pick, but Chaz ended up being the next pick. I uh, went to Minnesota. I do not recall his pick. I'm trying to pull up the tweet now. What um, did not go third round? Yep, pick 78 to Minnesota. I think that's a at least a, a decent situation. He goes up north. He reunites with Miles Dorn and Jake Vargas mm-hmm. uh, on the Vikings. Then Deami Brown went next to the Washington football team. Uh, and then followed by that, that was the, at least the end of day two. So Michael Carter had ended up slipping all the way to day three, went in the fourth round, but fairly quickly in the fourth round, he went pick 107 to the New York Jets. I think that was at least one of the teams that was rumored to get either one of Javante or Michael. It was like the Broncos, the Jets, or Miami Dolphins. I think all three of those had a, somewhat of a need for running back. Um, so, again, it ends up going up to New York. And then, lastly, Daz Newsom goes to the Bears. Uh, the Bears at 221. Any last draft takes? If Aaron Rodgers goes to Denver – uh, we kind of asked this question is which one of the five has the best situation. I would put it at either Javante if Aaron Rodgers goes, but I think they're, they're decent already with the weapons they have, particularly wide receiver. And they still have a good defense if um, once they get Von Miller and such back, but I think Daz as well, if Justin uh, ends up doing really well for the bears, I think Daz might also be in a really good situation. Yeah, I agree. Now I think maybe for the, most immediate playing time, I would say that might go to Michael. I was thinking the same because, I mean, who is he really playing? I mean, Le'Veon uh, Bell is still on the Jets, right? No, went to the Chiefs. Oh, he went to the Chiefs. That's right. Never mind. I don't even know who. I don't even know who. So, yeah, right. I'm not. Um, I think Frank they had Frank Gore. Gore. <laughs> I, think, I think it was Frank Gore. So, I mean, he gets to learn under Frank Gore, but uh, I think he's going to have, I think he probably has instant third down back kind of skill set. He has so. great hands, so, I mean, he can contribute that way. But, you know, yeah, I agree. I think Daz can make some noise, even though he was the lowest pick. I think he can make some noise. I think Chaz will get a, a decent run at it, but he's going to take some time to develop as a linebacker. I think Diami um, will do just fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. I, think- <laughs> I felt really bad when they – 
they were talking doing Chaz's draft profile when he got picked. They're like, don't do anything complex or he's going to get confused quickly. I'm like, yeah, that's the guy that's only been playing linebacker for two years. So yeah. cut him some slack. Yeah. Coach him up. Um, Diami will be fine. And I think Javante is going to, is going to be a stellar, you know, I think cause he's in, he's a Denver, right? Yeah. So he gets, I mean, that's going to be a really nice duo with him and Melvin Gordon. Now I'm sure Melvin might not be excited that they drafted a running back because I believe he had a, a quote at the end of the season, something about him either not being respected or, or not being given enough touches. Um, so I'm not sure if that made him any happier, but I feel like that could be a really good tandem. They got a lot of freaking running backs in, in Denver, though, don't they? They had Royce Freeman. They had Lindsey uh, – uh, Patrick Lindsay went to the Texans, so he they, he's at least gone. But they did have Royce. Uh, they have a lot of wide receivers because don't they have what they have? Jerry Judy. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not going to say the other. I forgot the other one now. But of course, I forget now that we're actually trying to list them. <laughs> All I'm saying is that 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 uh, that Panthers wide receiver room is actually low key dirty. Like with DJ Moore and Roby Anderson. And um, you get Shy Smith in there. You got um, oh, who did we sign? Oh, Lordy. See, I was talking about how dirty it was, and I forgot who we signed to, to be in that wide receiver room. Hold on. I'm coming to the rescue. All right, we have uh, Robbie Anderson, uh, Keith Kirkwood, DJ Moore, David Moore, um, Shy Smith, Brandon Zilstra. I think we'll be. We'll be okay from there. If he listen, all I'm saying is that if, if Sam Darnold can't figure out a way to throw it to these guys and Christian McCaffrey, I don't know what else you can do. Like, we'll definitely see. So, um, Lamella Ball back, Anthony Davis back, LeBron James back, Cole uh, Anthony back, <laughs> yeah, game winner, yeah, Kevin Love, yeah, not back. <laughs> Kevin Love quitting question mark Anderson Verajal back Back. God that's honestly the most shocking news of the week is Anderson Verajal okay but there's no way that he actually plays like it's just because we need a body and so that he can retire a Cavalier but yeah I was shocked when I saw that news I hope he gets 20 minutes a night He'll draw like six fouls doing it. Exactly what you need. No, the NBA season is slowly drawing to a close, and we're getting some superstars back from injury. So hopefully, the um, hopefully the playoffs can be at least a little entertaining at first. I just I'm, want the Knicks to play the Nets in the first round at this point, or at some that, point. I, I just want fun. the Knicks and the Nets to play each other. And so, as of last night, Dallas is currently the fifth seed. We we overtook the Lakers. Um, so, because we now own the tiebreaker against them, since we are leading the season series, I just want to get out of the play-in because I don't want to see Steph Curry in the play-in game. I absolutely do not. No, thank you. So I, I we say the fifth or sixth does. seed. So, yeah, get, let's. I, I would love to keep the fifth seed um, or the sixth seed, even even if it means playing someone like the Clippers, because uh, I'd rather play them again rather than someone like uh, 
Steph Curry in a playing game situation or Dame Curry or Dame, sorry, because Dame or Curry, because both of them can light us up. We only have two more weeks for the end of the NBA season. And it's off to the playoffs. Yep. I will say if there's not much success this season, um, I might even say this now, even if we do have success, I, I do not believe the Chris Tapps Porzingis project is going to work out much longer in Dallas. I expect him to be traded by the offseason. Probably for the best. Yep. All righty. Anything else? We ready to get out of here? I think we're good. Um, I started practicing what I'm going to say in my Survivor audition video in the past couple days. You going to let us hear a little bit of it? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't have like like – I, I don't have like specific things scripted. I've just started talking about ideas. Like like I've started talking to a camera about what I'm gonna say. I I'll will leave it a secret for when I get on the island. I will open. say, this season of the circle is finally turning into like a competition. Whereas the first season was everyone trying to get along. They're actually like fighting and like strategizing this year and i am enjoying it a lot more than last season oh that's fun yeah yeah i I heard it's really good a lot of my friends are like but they're mean to each other and i'm like yes this is (laughs) (laughs) this is what we want this is the good tv um last night i had a dream that i was on survivor with two and on my tribe was two of my close internet friends sari uh, Kara Kay from David versus Goliath and two random people and we merged and uh, they told me after the immunity competition that I was the target from the other tribe and they were thinking about voting me to keep the peace even though we had a numbers advantage and then I went like to go on a walk to cool off and I came back and I started slurring at everybody <laughs> and it was a very weird dream because I feel like that was very out of character for me did you go home I, I don't know. I woke up as we were like getting prepped to go to tribal council. Um, Maybe it worked. You never yeah, know. I don't know. We'll see. I do not plan on slurring at anyone if I get on Real Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never plan on it. Well, <laughs> okay, I don't think that I'm going to slur at anyone in, under any circumstance. Even if I'm hangry and annoyed on survivor i wish you nothing but the best thank you